This is the MS Show, the podcast for people with multiple sclerosis and their families who want information and inspiration. I'm Bron Webster. I've been living with MS for over 20 years. I'll be sharing with you tips, stories and ways to keep going with MS. Hi. Unfortunately, there were some technical difficulties when I was recording this episode. I'm wanting to warn you in advance. Hopefully, you will be able to listen to it without any difficulties. But enjoy listening to the amazing Sitting Bull. Hi, welcome to today's episode. And you know what? I am so excited to be talking with Britain's strongest disabled man, who is also the second strongest disabled man in the world. I'm talking with Dave Walsh, aka Sitting Bull. What a pleasure. Dave, thanks for joining. So just to kick off, whereabouts are you joining us from today? Yeah, hi, thanks for having me on. I'm joining you from my bedroom in Chippenham in Wiltshire. So yeah. (laughs) Okay, lovely part of the country. Yeah, it's nice. snow yet? Um, There wasn't too much snow, but I'm not I'm not a huge fan of snow, to be honest. Um, (laughs) Kind of keeps you a little bit housebound sometimes when when you're you're kind of in in a wheelchair. But I liked uh, looking out the window at my kids. I had a good sheet of glass protecting me from the snowball, so it was, it was all right. Yeah, yeah, they were trying to get me, but they they weren't that. They, yeah, they they couldn't get me through that glass. I was I was nice and warm and well protected from. Yeah. From it. Yeah. I'm just picturing it now. So, Britain's strongest man, disabled, but strongest man. Hiding behind their yeah. glass window, glass window, <laughs> ducking and diving from the snowballs. Yeah, not not That's only that. Amazing. I was in, I was in my um, I was in my dressing gown and quite quite cozies up. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> good for you. I think that's the best way to be. So, um, so Dave, you live with multiple cirrhosis, but you used to compete in the strongest strongest man. So you weren't yeah. always in the strongest disabled man. So what's your kind of what's your MS story? Yeah, so um, I I started uh, competing in able bodied strongman in 2012, and you know I loved it from from the go. I loved lifting heavy stuff. I love loved the atmosphere. Loved the the competitive side of it. Um, I I was competing for two years. I got to a good good level um i qualified for britain's strongest natural man uh, and then I, I in 2014 was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis so i, I went numb in my right arm and left it left it a little while because i was training quite heavy and i was um i was working quite a lot so i i assumed that i trapped a nerve in my neck because one of the, the symptoms of trapping your nerve is having a numb arm so that's that's what I thought it did so I thought it'll it'll either fall out of place or I could get a scene to in a little while when I'm not so busy and yeah it kind of escalated from my right arm down to my right side of my body and eventually it was on my legs and my face and 
I thought, oh gosh, things things are getting serious here. I need to kind That's of. It's scary, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Especially when when you think you'd have won. I, I, at this point, I was still thinking I've trapped a nerve, but maybe it's trapped that bad that it's it's kind of spread. And you know, Google's not a good friend of yours when, when you're thinking of medical advice. Yeah, and take I, note, everybody. That's yeah, a good point. I was straight on Google, and I was like, oh, it's not so bad. But then eventually was was persuaded by my lovely wife to to phone the doctors and I went in and the next day I was having MRIs and getting having having blood tests and yeah they they come back with we we think you've got multiple sclerosis uh, at that time I didn't overly know what MS was um I've got MS in my family so my grandmother had it and my uncle also has it but I wasn't I wasn't home a lot I was you know I joined the army when I was 16 and didn't overly see my uncle to to put two and two together about what MS actually is I knew he was in a wheelchair but I, I didn't I didn't think I didn't think to think that you know MS is is this so when I went back I spoke to the the doctor and I said my, my uncle's got MS is it is it something to do that with that he said this is everything to do with that you've you know you've got MS I was like oh, okay um so he sent me for a lumbar puncture anyway and then oh no yeah yeah it's quite quite strange why, why he did that and yeah. I, I saw I saw one consultant and he was from he was from Greece on on um kind of like a a, a job share over here or something um, so he sent me for that and then they couldn't get the fluids out because because of my size I was a big big man and I couldn't get in the, the position I needed to be um, it's um, all day and when they finally after maybe about five attempts of drawing the fluid they, they got it out I was like yes this is this is amazing I can stop it now but then they dropped it on the floor and, and the fluid oh, from my spine went everywhere oh, oh, so, no. so they called me back he you know the doctors there they said we, we can't do it anymore so you'll have to come back to get it done over and the x-ray um so by by the time i had this x-ray lumbar puncture appointment i had a, another appointment with my actual consultant um dr lyons from from bath hospital and he said you know there's there's no point you doing it because we know we know you've got multiple sclerosis you can do it if you want you know, if, if you've got a bit of a strange fetish for lumbar punctures. And yeah, no, you're I really, not going to do it, are you? Yeah, I, re I really didn't. Um, so, yeah, I didn't didn't have it done. But on the negative side from not having it done, I, I got multiple sclerosis. So it's kind of a bit of a, oh, great, but oh, no, <laughs> in the same sentence. Oh. And, yeah, so since 2014, I've, I've had MS. Um, I've had quite quite a lot of well quite a range of symptoms from you know weak legs to tingling that has never gone away in, in my legs and in my I get hand problems as well uh, there are times where I have speech problems where um, word confusion comes come, mm -hmm. so you could be talking about um, computers and all of a sudden you're coming out with dishwasher or you know it's funny for the kids but after uh, I lived with that for about a month where I couldn't get any sentences out right and it was just so annoying <laughs> I mean it was it was funny for someone new walking in because they were like what what are you doing and you're like well I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> this is it <laughs> but after after a while of living with it that's that's so frustrating um but yeah no, I have now I have secondary progressive MS MS so I've got permanent lesions on my, on my brain and I've got some scarring on my spine that they'll, they'll never go away, I've been told. Um, so it's kind of been learning to live with 
with secondary progressive. For... That's like a diagnosis all over again, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you kind of you kind of come to terms with one side of it, and then and then something new happens, so you have to come to terms with that, and then you know something new will happen. So yeah, yeah. I find with with MS, you you always come into terms with with something, or, or you know, if if it's uh, a worst case scenario, or, or if if your MS is getting worse, you always have to come to terms with something and then wait for something else to come along um mm-hmm. so so that, that's how i find i've i've always managed to, to to cope is that it could get worse it could always get worse so come to terms with what you got now and if it gets worse then you've already come to terms with something that you thought was the worst but now you're coming into a new worst so you'll I'll be able to come to terms with that as well I hope (laughs) yeah you know that you can deal with it yeah if something happens and I think that's going around with that mindset I think is really important to know that yes it's unpredictable isn't it and it's unknown and you don't know what's going to happen when you wake up tomorrow yeah or even (laughs) later on today or when you're down the gym or whatever you don't know exactly what's going to happen, but what you do know is that you can deal with it. Yeah, yeah, and I, I find that when when you do deal with with the the changes that happen, you become so adaptable that sometimes you don't even know you're dealing with it. It, it just, you know, you, you're just doing something else to to adapt to you being able to still do what you want to do or still do what you're able to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah finding what you can do. So. Thinking about, for example, your training, how have you had to adapt? So from what you were doing able-bodied to what you do now as, I've got a bit of a problem with the word disabled because some people don't recognise themselves as disabled. Yeah. um, Even though they've got MS, but it's, that's the name of the title. Um, So how have you had to change things? How has it altered your training yeah so it's, it's massively if you, when I was back in 2012 2013 uh, uh, start starting strongman to to getting better at strongman I was I was the man who was always doing everything I was able to to load all the weights I was able to move the, the big stones out of the way or I, I was able if if I thought about doing something I, I would have I would have done it I could have done everything but but now I have to be quite clever with with my training I have to plan what I'm going to do so I don't overdo it so I you know I have to if I'm going to the gym I have to make sure I'm going with someone else so that they they can help move the weights because I can I'm okay at lifting them where, where they are but to get them from the weights tree or the other side of the gym to the the bar I need it that's that's the real struggle so I have to be quite quite sensible and quite smart about how how I train, and also to to make sure I don't overdo it. Because you know, as anyone, if if you overdo it, you get a bit tired, you get a bit bit restless, and it kind of knocks you out for the day. So I've got other other I've got a job I need to get on with, and you know I've got a family that I have to pretend to to be around, and yeah, you kind of have to. Um, make sure you don't overdo it but then on on the flip side of that you have to make sure you're doing enough to to keep up with being you know one of the world's strongest disabled men so you have to be really clever about it and pretty much plan everything which is I was I was never a plan planning type of man I I would 
you know, go into the gym and whatever was there I would do and I'll just do it till I can't do it anymore or something. But now I have to have to be clever and almost like a, a battle plan, I suppose, in into into the my training routines. Wow. So that's a massive change from just being able to go in and flip whatever you needed. Yeah. And do whatever you needed. It's also a lot of independence that I used to have when when I was in the gym. I, I would sometimes train on my own or train with friends but you know I wouldn't have a, a problem with with training on my own yeah so it's, it's a lot of um, independence lost as well because when I was training back back when I was able-bodied I had I was able to go in on my own I was able to do what I wanted you know but now I have to make sure I'm going in with someone else and you know my friends are, are amazing at coming in with me and you know they they, they they have to do a lot of extra work now because I can't load the weights or move, move the weights myself and it's, it's, it's took that independence where you know I want to go in and do it at a certain time but I have to be flexible to to make sure I'm around my friends so we can I can have the support I need to do it as well. But I know exactly what you're saying because when you're doing things to a specific time it just might not be your best time of the day or your best day of the week. And it's, I, I get that. That is really hard. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it it's also a lot of added pressure to, to the people that do come to the gym with me. Because if they wake up and they're not feeling it, they, they sometimes think, oh, well, I've got to go in to help Dave. And, you know, that makes that makes me feel a bit, a bit bad because, you know, they, they're feeling they have to go in to, to suit my suit me as well so that's mm. that's that's also a bit of it mm. and how do your kids respond to you having all these achievements and doing all this training how old are your kids <laughs> so I, I've got I've got three children I've got a 13 year old which is yeah. um Lily May I've got a 11 year old which is Ava and I've got mm. a three-year-old called Reggie so Reggie's just you know he he doesn't he's free he's 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 free doesn't really understand that mm. um you know I'm, I'm I'm who I am and his life has always been me being disabled so but for Reggie to to see me in a wheelchair is totally normal you know if, mm. if I'm if I'm sat somewhere in my wheelchair and he wants me to be somewhere else he'll just come and come and pull me along or something and put me <laughs> put me where he wants to play with me or something you're like but, one of these cars but, but, that you can, yeah 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 I think you know and then if I put the brakes on he's like no daddy no don't do that <laughs> like, oh, but yeah so I, I'm one of his extended toys I guess but um with with the other the, the other two girls um not so much Ava but especially Lily because you know she she was a, a of an age where she can she can remember everything that I've done in the past so she remembers me competing at normal strongman so for, for Lily to, to see me continue in disabled strongman and and Ava, it, they're, they're they're still quite proud and they're quite um, you know it's great that I can show them that just because you become disabled doesn't mean you have to you have to stop your dreams. You can still you can still get to be in the the world's strongest man, but you know albeit in a, a disabled category, but you can still get there. You just have to adapt the way you do get there. Mm. Yeah, and that, that's that's kind of what what I what what I've always wanted to to show um, my my children and you know the the younger generations or or anyone really that 
you don't overly have to to stop what what you're doing you have to just I'm all about adapting what I'm doing to make sure I can still do it Mm. absolutely I think you know and being that role model to your kids is so important and showing that despite adversity if you're determined enough you can still do this can't you so yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not quite in the uh, the cool Billie Eilish category where, you know, my, my kids still look at them as, as more of an idol. I'm just someone, I'm just a, a figure in their life, I suppose. Not, yeah. not, 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 not so cool, but, you know, I'm pretty, but, um, they, I mean, they think I'm pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> but they must have, they must have found it was amazing when you, you've pulled a truck, you've been in a wheelchair and you've pulled a truck. Is that a world record that you've done? Um, I, I don't know if there's ever been a world record set of that activity, to be fair. I, I am planning on on doing a bus um, at some point when we're allowed to, to socialise again. Yeah. Maybe a, maybe a single or a double-decker. Um, if, oh, if I get crikey, sing- Dave, a double-decker bus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, get, I'll give it a good shot. Uh, so <laughs> I think I think that would be pretty pretty cool, pretty impressive and probably close to a world record. I've, I've never seen anybody pull a truck before in a wheelchair. No. It was, it was kind of um, a spur of the moment thing. We we were doing an event uh, up in Milton Keynes and they they had the disabled category, but usually when you're doing the disabled category, you have to sit on the floor and pull it with your arms, pull it towards you. Yeah. Uh, I was just kind of like, oh, this, you know, I'll, I'll do it that way. I'll do it the same as everyone else. And, you know, it was, it was really cool to do. And I actually pulled two trucks, but I didn't film me pulling two trucks because I didn't think I'd be able to move it. But I did. <laughs> I was a bit, <laughs> bit, a bit good about that one. But, you know, I, I could say I did it. And, yeah, it's, it's, I think I think the kids found that pretty cool. They won't overly yeah. tell me, but I'm pretty sure they did. They, yeah. they congratulated me for it. So that's... that's a, and they'll tell yeah. all the mates, I bet, as well. I bet they, they're really proud of you behind your back. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I, I get... Well, not my wife more than me she gets messages sent a few messages off um teachers at their school and stuff so uh, of congratulations so they must they must have said something <laughs> so what has it added to your life do you think um doing strongman mm. um so i think that there was a time when i when i from becoming um diagnosed with ms that I couldn't do strongman anymore. And I didn't overly know about disabled strongman. So I stopped it completely. And that, that wasn't a fantastic time in my life. Uh, I found I was getting quite quite low in mood. I had no motivation to do anything. And my, you know, I, I was kind of just drowning in, in my own self-pity of becoming disabled and not being able to do things. But since I started doing strongman, disabled strongman again you know I've got it feels like I've got a purpose I've got um things I like to aim aim towards to do and you know I can kind of get through the day thinking you know I love I love training I love gym training and I love doing strongman training so I can kind of get through my day thinking if I'm having a bad day I know I'll be able to get to the gym and kind of loosen my mood off a little bit mm-hmm. or or and kind of um you know spend a bit spend a bit of time for for me and you know my friends just to socialize well not not so much now but after COVID yeah it must be quite hard now in COVID mustn't it to yeah managing to still keep the training going when yeah so I'm, I'm quite lucky uh, over time I've made you know 
Um, I also, me and my friend, we run strongman competitions for charities. We've raised about £10,000 for the MS Society over the years. So we, we, we run Ch- Wiltshire's Strongest Man and Wiltshire's Strongest Woman as well, and Chippenham's Strongest Man and Chippenham's Strongest Woman. Um, so o- over the time of doing that, I've accumulated quite a lot of uh, gym kits. So I've got, um, I've got a little shed in my garden with with all the kit I could I could need um it, it's, it's it's a small proximity so I can sit in the middle and reach everything with with my hands so that's that's great um mm. and to I can kind of load the weights myself but I have to crawl around so it's not it's not fantastic but it's it's a way I can still carry on training you've found a way to do it yeah yeah, yeah and I, I've I've found that um not so much when it was so cold because it was outside that was a bit of a struggle but but now that you know we've got the sun out not sure why because it's only January we're not expecting it but but we've got the sun out so I could take advantage of the the dry weather and and get out there and and train the best I can and I'm, I'm really I'm really um I mean people people call it lucky but I, I say I'm I'm well prepared for for, for Covid to come along <laughs> Yeah, I think we are well prepared for lockdown when we when we yeah. live in our MS lives. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, so how much how much training? So this is talking about sort of the practicalities. I used to just for sort of background from the age of 13, I used to go in the gym and I was pretty obsessed with those fixed weight machines. So not so much the free weights. Um, so how much training do you do on a typical week how many hours and what does it consist of let's get a bit let's get a bit weight training technical just just indulge me a little bit Dave yeah so um of a a usual working week um I would probably train well I train every single morning Uh, I'd get up about six and head to the gym for half six uh, every morning and then I train till about quarter to quarter to eight um usually at the latest because I start work not not long after eight so that mm-hmm. that would be Monday to Friday and that would consist with more just plain gym work so I'm using the machines like like you like you were or I'm doing some bench pressing uh with with, with my friends um but we we also try and set a plan so at the moment we're doing um five five times five so so you go for five sets of five reps for as, as yeah mm-hmm. for five sets um so you go as heavy as you can so that is quite good to, to set something like that especially because we're we're lone training now so it's it's harder to to get somebody to spot you or to, to watch you um and then on the weekend i would usually do you know a good two hours or three hours or sometimes three and a half hours uh, at um doing strongman specific events so either you get the log press out or you do a seated deadlift or you know what whatever whatever um, you feel like and whether depending mm. i'd either go to go to a, a strongman gym or i would do it in my garden with, with all my kit so yeah that that'd probably be on a, a sunday but after so after a, doing that a on load a sunday, of hours isn't it yes yeah, a, a lot of hours that's, yeah yeah that's intense stuff Oh. yeah it, you, it definitely is and and what sort of weights are we talking about when you're doing like a 
a seated deadlift and I, can you just explain what it is for people that don't know what a seated deadlift yeah, so, is? Yeah, uh, so a seated deadlift is, is basically you're sat down and you're breaking the weight off the floor. So you, you, you're taking your legs away from the deadlift. So if, if you were a normal deadlifter, when, when you get it kind of to your knees, that's, that's when your back would come into, into play. So mm. you're, you're looking at straightening your back up, straightening your spine, uh, well, getting that natural curve in your spine and let, letting the weight t uh, leave the floor. So, you know, sometimes it only leaves about three inches off the floor, but to to, to pull something like 500 kilos off the floor, um, I think for, for anybody would, would be a bit of a challenge. Mm -hmm. So for, for us to do it with, with kind of no no leg drive into it or anything uh, that's that's the real the real challenge and um yeah so so do, doing that you'd go i'd go up to anywhere um up to close to, to 500 kilos depending how you're feeling on, wow. on the day or how much weight you've got available to you and yeah that's, that's quite a quite a good weight i'd, I'd say is that half a ton then 500 kilos yeah half a ton yeah half a ton um it it, it kind of pulls your pulls your shoulders and, and everything you kind of feel it afterwards because you know you've just picked up half a turn I've just picked up just picked it up <laughs> yeah yeah just just picked it up and yeah no uh that's I think there's only I think there's only three people in the world who have ever done 500 kilos so that's quite good as as standing are you talking on the disabled? Oh no, no, see, dis disabled. I Seaters, think there's, yeah, yeah. In, in standing deadlifting, there's only two people in the world that's ever done um, 500 kilos. But it's it's such a different lift. It's it's called the seated deadlift because I think that's the 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 easiest name they they could give it. But you mm. can't overly compare it to a, a an able body deadlift, to be honest, because you know it's a lot more um, it's a lot more. Uh, pressure on your legs and yeah it's more isolated isn't it yeah yeah of course what yeah. you're doing yeah I can't believe it well I can believe it because <laughs> you've done it but um yeah <laughs> I'm talking to somebody that's picked up just picked up a half a ton <laughs> yeah 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 just picked it up and then go back in for dinner <laughs> <laughs> oh wow that's absolutely amazing yeah and that's that's so, what I love doing about um disabled strongman is you know people they don't overly expect you to be able to do these things because you know sometimes people see you in a wheelchair and they just they kind of see you in a wheelchair but then you know when, that's what that's why I like going to the gym so much because when I'm at the gym you know disabled or not I'm one of the strongest in there no matter mm. you know no matter where where well hopefully no matter where it is but I'm one of the strongest in there so I can kind of keep up with my own and I can continue to be the person I was when I was able-bodied I could be big Dave with the big bench press or something like that so that's that's another reason why I love training and love going yeah. to the gym so much yeah I can tell it's a massive part of your identity and who you are mm, absolutely yeah. absolutely so when did the name sitting ball come about um so it came about it was after I'd done done the truck pool actually is that I was getting more um social media attention because, because of the truck pool and um, I've I've always said some joke to my friends that you know I should have my I should have a name, um, and, then, and then you know I, I think it's a bit a bit ironic because well I, I I sit down a lot that's, that's all I kind of do, um, but I'm not actually a bull, but I like to think I'm as strong as a bull, so that's that's how it came about. 
Yeah, brilliant. I yeah. think you are as you are as strong as a ball. Yeah, my, my <laughs> cousin did me a, a nice little a nice little logo and you know I've kind of used it as my my alter alter ego, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's great. It's a great name. Yeah. So, uh, so sitting ball. Yeah. And what sort of things have you changed in terms of your diet? Because I know you're sort of the you were the natural um strongest man yeah um so that means it's no steroids and things like that doesn't it but do you do a lot through diet and how does that fit with all these recommended eat this don't eat that what sort of things do you have you done so so um back when I first got diagnosed and I started um you know, when I said I quit the gym and stuff, I, I changed my diet. I was I was going um, trying to go healthy because that's you know quite a quite big research into into MS is if you eat well and you know you it kind of helps with with your MS. Um, but I didn't find that for me. I didn't. I found that if if anything, it made my it didn't make my MS worse, but it made my my mental health worse because I'm. You know, back from when being a strong man, I'm used to eating, you know, everything all day long. Mm. You know, I'd eat, I think, I think that when I was training for a, a heavy competition on the week of the competition, I, I'd literally be sat all day with, with a spoon in my hand eating food. By the time you finish one meal, it's time for the next meal. You know, we're talking about <laughs> eight meals a day, maybe. Um, yeah, yeah. But then what, go, going from that to, to eating healthy and being trying to be conscious about what you're doing I, I didn't I didn't like it at all and you know I, I did lose quite a bit of weight um, but I found when I when I started strongman again it wasn't it wasn't working I couldn't couldn't do that 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 diet so I, I'd say now I'm more supplement driven as in you know I take my protein I take my glutamine creatine um, but I also eat quite a lot as well but I, I'd eat you know only my normal meals in a day but my meals are quite big and I don't overly limit it to you know boiled chicken or, or bland rice and um, my wife's Caribbean mm. so you know she she likes adding flavor into everything um <laughs> so yeah my, <laughs> I say my diet is is see it and eat it <laughs> yeah that's a good yeah. diet if it continue me doing strongman for as long as possible then you know I've 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 come to terms with the fact that I'm in a wheelchair and I've come to terms with the fact I've got MS, but I haven't come to terms with the fact that I have to eat healthy. <laughs> that, that'd be the <laughs> hardest one for me. So um, I, I do eat reasonably okay, but um, I also eat big and I eat heavy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's standing you in good stead because you're picking up half a tonne. Exactly, exactly. You know, so. <laughs> That's really good. So, And what's and, next and I think, for you? Sorry. Oh, for me, no, no problem. Um, so for obviously with this year being quite um, a challenge already with with coronavirus and and things, we we I'd I'd love to do Britain's Strongest Man again. And as soon as this out, I will 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 put my name down and we'll do it. Um, and the World's Strongest Man again to do. I think they're looking at planning them for later in the year so people can you know, have time to get out of, of lockdown, not not just in the UK, we're talking about all around the world, to mm. get out of lockdown and to have enough time to train to get your body back to to being quite 
strong again and being able to take the weight. So I'm, de I'm definitely doing those competitions. And I, there's also a competition in Iceland in December, um, which is the, the world's strongest disabled Viking, which I'm going to give, give a good shot to. I'm going to go to that. But along, along the way throughout the year, I'd like to do some cool um, feats of strength that, you know, like, like I said, pull um pull a, a double decker bus. Double decker bus. <laughs> I'd like I'd like to try and bench press a car, the the, the rear end of a car. <laughs> um just just some cool things like that. And you know, I, I think I'm gonna start trying to to bend frying pans and just just do some stuff like like fun Crikey. stuff that I can get get into. I mean I wouldn't try it on my wife's my wife's uh, nice frying pans because you know probably end up over my head <laughs> no we need to, need to find a frying pan sponsor <laughs> thing to supply you with them so, that sounds great and it's it's almost like have a look at the guinness book of records and see which ones you can do that's not been done before and set a few records yeah set a few yeah set a few records while I, you're I, at it i used to have the um I used to have the um the world record for the seated deadlift, but it got broken last year. So I wouldn't mind trying to to get that back. Yeah. And that, that would be 570 kilos. <gasps> so oh I'll, my word. Yeah, well there's kind of a race between three of us to to lift be the first person to lift six hundred kilos. So not I'm, I'm quite far away from that, but I think everybody is. But if if it could happen this year, I'm going to try and get it to happen this year. Crikey, that would be a phenomenal achievement, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, it'd be pretty, pretty good. I mean, I imagine I'd be pretty sore after it, but I'd, it'd feel good to do it. So, Dave, I think you've got a bit of an MS mission, haven't you? Can you share it with people? Uh, yeah, so my MS mission is not to give in and um, I, I want to adapt everything I can to make it doable for me so you know whether it's pulling the trucks in my wheelchair I'm, I'm still pulling the trucks like the normal guys but I'm doing it in a wheelchair um, mm. and I want to remain an active strong man in in both the the seat the disabled category and um, the able-bodied strong man so I want to kind of make presence for for the disabled community in in both and I think the main um, my main mission is to to show people that um, just because you become disabled or you're disabled doesn't have to stop you from getting to your end goal. It, or what it does is it, it means you just have to change the way you get to your end goal. So the end goal is still for me is still going to be the world's strongest man. But you know I, I've I've adapted the way to do it, and you know I'm. I'm trying to battle through it to to get there i think that's an amazing mission i really do so and i, th I think let's share that with as many people as we can because that is exactly what people need to hear well done yeah so. yeah absolutely so um dave because you're on the ms show podcast we always finish with me asking you a couple of questions and the questions are and we have to ignore the fact that we're in a lockdown situation. So if you could be anywhere in the world, where would you be? And what would you be drinking? Do you know, I'm quite a content person. And as, as, as um, 
corny as it sounds, I would want to be in my favourite gym, in Trojan's <laughs> Gym in Bristol. I have a drink in a, 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 one of my favourite either pre-workouts or just finished a workout and I'd be drinking a, a protein shake. But that's, that's where I would want to be. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> my wife would tell so me somewhere. <laughs> yeah, my wife would tell me somewhere else that, you know, I have to be somewhere. But that, that's, that's honestly right now where, where I'd want to be. Yeah. And what yeah. I would want to be drinking. And yeah, and I, I'd, I'd be around the, 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 my friends and yeah, that, that, that would be me. <laughs> that's me content. And that is a sitting bull ideal mission just encapsulated what determination i just think you're amazing well done oh, thanks. thank you and also thanks for, thanks to you to getting the message out of you know raising the awareness for, for multiple sclerosis and getting getting the the message out there to to the whole world and not only from an ms person's point of view but from an ms person like family's point of view i know my my wife and children benefit from these these podcasts and stuff brilliant yeah we've got to make everybody as aware as we can and it's not all doom and gloom you no. know if you're determined you can still you can still do stuff and you are the epitome of that you're proving that so I think it's amazing keep going and just good luck getting to 600 kilograms yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on <Thank> your deadlift you. <laughs> thanks uh, Thanks ever so much for listening to today's episode. Now, Dave, if people want to see what you're up to, where can they find you on social media? Yeah, so on Facebook or on Instagram, my name's the same. I am the Sitting Bull UK. Okay, so there you have it. You can go and you can link up with Dave and you can keep track of his progress and see all his great challenges and whether or not he's going to bend a frying pan. Thanks ever so much for joining us today, Dave. No problem. Thanks for having me on. Thanks so much for listening to today's MS show. Please subscribe, rate and review this podcast. And if you'd like to get more involved with the MS show, why not join our Facebook community? Just search Facebook for the MS show. Come back soon for another dose of MS information and inspiration. You've been listening to the MS Show podcast.